welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. And this podcast is brought to you by the LMG Podcast Network. And today we are, this is sort of a special episode because we are talking about potentially probably my favorite event of the year as far as my favorite PLE, which is Royal Rumble. But we're also got a ton of wrestling news, like kind of from the business side. So let's start with big news of the day, right? The big news of the time. WWE Raw is going to Netflix in 2025. Um, I never thought I would see the day where Raw would not be on cable television. It's been on cable television since the beginning, since I was a child. And so this is game-changing news. The fact that an entity as big as Netflix wants wrestling. It wants to get into the wrestling business as far as, like, it wants wrestling content on its uh, platform. That shows you how big wrestling is. Wrestling is the it factor right now. It's 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 the NFL, and then it's pro wrestling right now. Like as far as popularity, and you know you're gonna get eyeballs on it every single week, um, especially when you're talking about WWE. Like, come on, man! It's gonna be the it's gonna give you content. It's gonna give you the socials. It's gonna give you everything you want. Netflix got it. And like, just imagine, bro. Like, it, this is crazy how this came about. Right. Um, when we have the Endeavor and TKO, you know, the merger between uh, the partnership merger between UFC and WWE uh, and coming together with the TKO conglomerate. And man, they've been making big moves. A lot of people were, you know, there's a lot of speculation. It was like, is Amazon going to jump in there and get WWE uh, raw and the other things? And is, you know, WB going to get in there? Well, now we know Netflix is on there. And I think that's the best decision, honestly, of the three. I think, um, most most people have Netflix. Like I feel like even in the older generation, um, we're talking about um, you know, boomers and and Gen Z and, or Gen X. Most of those people have Netflix at least as a base. Now with these price hikes, they're losing a few people, but basically that's the base, right? Now some people like myself, I got I got a lot of them, right? My generation, like I'm a millennial. I got a bunch of different platforms because I like watching different things on different things. Peacock, for example, I watch Peacock only because it has WWE PLE rights, which we'll talk about that. But I feel like Netflix is the baseline, right? So I think that's a good choice because you're going to have some casual fans who don't necessarily, who are only have cable, don't really subscribe to any social, any uh, streaming services. So you're going to have to bring them over to the streaming world if you're going to put all your weekly content on Netflix. I think the easiest platform to do that on is Netflix. Like everyone knows what Netflix is. They might not know how to do prime video. They might not know how to do Hulu and Disney plus and all these other things. It's pretty simple, but you know what I mean? Trying to explain to someone why they would want that platform. Me trying to explain to my, my uncle who likes wrestling. Hey man, you, I know you don't have Netflix, but WWE is going over there at least raw right now in the U S um, go ahead and subscribe. Eventually, they're going to have all the li- WWE library. They're going to give you a ton of content every week. Oh, by the way, Netflix got a bunch of other shit on it, right? That you might get interested in, right? Like, so it's a win-win for people who are wrestling fans and coming over. You're getting wrestling, right? Which is why you came for some people. And then you're getting a bunch of other stuff. Netflix has a ton of stuff, right? Um, You know, this isn't 
you know, this is one of the top tier streaming services. So um, just to break the deal down, because it's a lot of, you know, information going around, it can kind of get confusing. So if for non-U.S. countries, right, for the for the Canada's, the South Americas, the U.K., Netflix is going to have in their particular countries, Netflix is going to dis- going to uh, display Raw, SmackDown, and NXT uh, on their on their platform in 2025. For again, non-US countries, Raw, SmackDown, NXT is going to be on the on the platform on the Netflix platform in 2025. Now, if you are a US member, obviously, if you're a member of the US, that's that's not the case right now. If you're a US uh, if you're a U.S. citizen, the way you can watch Raw in 2025 is on Netflix. But to watch SmackDown, you will have to turn tune into um, uh, the USA Network because SmackDown is moving to the USA Network at the end of this year, and and NXT is moving to the CW at the end of this year. So, and those contracts I don't think are up till 2026. So, for non-U.S. wrestling fans. For WWE fans, it's kind of kind of nice for them, right? It's all in one. I just go to Netflix, cool, get all my stuff done. Now you still have to uh subscribe to, to Peacock to watch like the the PLEs, the Royal Rumbles, the WrestleManias, the you know, the Survivor Series. But your weekly television for non-US non-US citizens, they can watch it all on Netflix. For us, US citizens, it's gonna take a little longer to get there. I think the goal for for um, WWE and Endeavor is to have all once all the contracts are up, including Peacock, including CW, including um, the USA Network. I think they want to get everything on its own on Netflix, right? I think they want to have WrestleMania on Netflix, right? I think they want to have all that SmackDown on Netflix, NXT on Netflix. So um, I think that's the goal. But I just want to clarify again. Non-U.S. set. If you're a non-U.S. citizen, you live in a different country. WWE, other than PLE events, is going to be all on Netflix in 2025. If you are a U.S. citizen, you're going to get Raw on Netflix. Great, but then you got to still tune into your cable television and watch SmackDown on USA Network and NXT on CW. So until 2026, we'll see what happens after that. But Again, I think we're all in unison as far as the PLEs. You got to watch those on Peacock till that deal is over as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of details. Um, the the stock, the TKO stock went up amazing, went up like t- almost twenty percent due to this deal. Um, this is kind of a game changing deal, right? Like um, this this news broke on Tuesday morning. I mean, the Oscar nominations are coming out. All these different things are coming out, and this is the news of the day. Right. Because this is how big of a business deal this is. Uh, We also found out that The Rock has been uh, promoted. Well, he's going to basically become a board member of TKO. So he's going to have be able to make some decisions. Obviously not all the decisions, but some decisions in regards to WWE. He's going to be able to make some decisions even with the UFC stuff. Um, Maybe like, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to work with that, but. I think his WWE influence could be really cool. And I think it ties him closer to the to wrestling, which I think he's always wanted to do from a business side. He just didn't Vince, you know, Vince was, you know, Vince was Vince. Like Vince ain't about to give his wrestlers ownership or any stake in the process, right? 
Um, we also found out that The Rock now fully owns the trademark The Rock. Like, that's fully his now, where it used to be partly WWE's. WWE actually gave him a percentage of his trademark, which is rare, highly, highly rare. But Vince did it, and now he owns the full thing. So that was part of the deal as well. So The Rock about to make, um, like, I mean, the TK, all this stuff, he's going to make money off of being a, a board of directors. But he about to really rake in money having full percentage of The Rock trademark. So that'll be interesting. But it was cool to see Dwayne out there um, kind of going from ESPN to the stock exchange, like all those, you know, finance shows and all that kind of talking about the the business and what the deal means. So I, I'm really excited as a person who's kind of loves the behind the scenes stuff of like Hollywood, excuse me, Hollywood and television and movies and all those different things. I love this stuff. I eat this stuff up. And I think I love this because it shows people those 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 stupid people, for lack of a better word, who are like, Bro, wrestling's still a big deal. Like are kids still watching wrestling? Like, why are it's like, bro, do you not understand? This is a billion dollar company, right? This Netflix deal is a billion dollar deal, a five billion dollar deal, right? Netflix is going to have the rights to W to Raw, uh specifically, but all those other things in non-US non-US countries for 10 years. And then Netflix has the option to opt into 20 years, right? So if they get to the 10th year and like, now nah, let's keep this going. We're raking in money. They can then go to 20 years, right? So I think this deal really solidifies as if it like wrestling doesn't need any solidification from anybody. But this, you have to take pro wrestling serious. If you didn't before, you have to, right? You just made a $5 billion deal with Netflix, one of the biggest streaming services on the, on the planet. Right. Everybody knows Netflix. And so now you got to go, oh, OK, this is this is ballooning up to NFL level. This is ballooning up to potentially a top three sport in the world level, like for real. So um, like it's on the mind of people. It's way, way bigger fan base than baseball or damn near the NBA low key. Um, uh, so. Yeah, I'm really excited about this deal. I love that it's being public. It's being talked about on Forbes and New York Times and all these different, like, really big platforms. I'm loving that wrestling's getting this love, especially WWE. I'm a, I'm a WWE guy. I grew up WCW guy, but I'm a, I'm a rock with WWE, you know, um, from moving forward. So I'm just really excited that, like, WWE is knocking it out the park, man, business-wise. I mean, on television, too. Like, they're killing it. But business-wise, behind the scenes – they're making all the right moves, like Nick Khan, Triple H, um, that whole crew, Endeavor, TKO. Man, they 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 haven't missed so far, and they're setting records every every PLE. So they're gonna rake in a ton of money. And for Netflix, this is a win win situation. Like some people are like, "Oh, WWE, man, they're really really gaining something from this." It's like, yeah, they absolutely are. But let's talk about Netflix. Netflix is getting a a big time a big time get for Netflix, right? You get weekly television, you get weekly, you get weekly television, right? Big time eyes. You get like two to 3 million eyes on a Monday night, every night, especially if it's not NFL season, maybe even more. Right. Also you get all of the W potentially in the future, you'll get all of the WWE library, right? Once it's off of Peacock, 
So you're going to get all the classic matches. You're going to have people on, on Netflix site more than ever just trying to – I know myself personally, I only reason I go on Peacock is to watch a live pay-per-view or look at an old pay-per-view that I want to watch, rewatch. But that's all, that's it. That's literally it. So if I want to rewatch a new uh, a weekly show, I watch it on Hulu. So those people will watch them now on Netflix. And so that's going to bring a ton of eyeballs. Also, you now have the have the ability to make Netflix exclusive wrestling documentaries, wrestling TV shows, all this different stuff. You could do a weekly TV show on just wrestling. You can move the bump just to Netflix or whatever. Like it's so many opportunities for Netflix to use WWE to make money. Right. Um, Cause WWE is going to use Netflix. So you might as well, you know, this is a deal. This is both ways. So I'm really excited about this, this partnership. I think it's going to be great. I think, um, yeah, but it's going to be super beneficial for both. And I'm really excited for when everything is on Netflix, right? SmackDown, NXT, PLEs, all this stuff is on Netflix in one one home. And uh, you can really – I love that, right? As a Power Rangers fan, this is random, but as a Power Rangers fan, we don't have a home right now as far as like a streaming service. So all of the Power Rangers shows used to be on Netflix. They got removed from Netflix. And so now they're on YouTube. That's cool. Some people are like, oh, it's free. It's, it's YouTube. That's great. Well, your library's trash now, right? They try to put it in order and make it a playlist, but it, it's just, it don't feel professional. It don't feel like I'm watching. I don't have a great experience, right? I'm just going from one YouTube video to the next. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm watching episodes and getting the full like television experience or streaming service experience. I'm just kind of just clicking through videos and it's like, okay, this don't feel right. You know what I mean? This don't feel like my content that I love is being treated with care, right? That's what it was when it was on Netflix. It was all listed together. Boom. It was all categorized and everything. It was beautiful. Where now it's just like hodgepodge. You just got to find an episode. However, you get lucky to find an episode. I don't like that. So I'm glad that, that now WWE has a home. It has a home with Peacock, but as, as many know, Peacock is not the greatest um, it struggles, with, especially with his live setup, a lot of freezing. It's gotten better, gotten a lot better, but it's still not the best. And honestly, outside again, I only go to Peacock for wrestling. I don't, I don't go to watch a TV show. Whereas in with the, when they go to Netflix, I can stay there, watch my wrestling, and still stay within that app and watch uh, Arrow. Um, you know, all these different shows. I can stay there, um, Madam Secretary, all these different shows, I can stay there and watch, you know. So that's their goal, and I think that's going to be a lot of people's experience. So, yeah, uh, big news with WWE and Netflix deal, huge, huge news. I would say check out, read up on it, uh, a lot of little details on it, but it's going to be amazing. Also, I want to bring up, so right now, w, uh, Raw is, two, is three hours, right, on uh, Monday night. You'll go to USA Network, and Raw is going to be three hours. It's been three hours for damn near a decade. I want to say more than that. Um, now, they did that because they want to get that extra hour of television and extra hour of viewers because that gets you revenue on, on cable television. Now you're on a streaming site, on a streaming service. That isn't how the math works, right? It's now about algorithm, uh, especially with Netflix. They're huge on algorithm. So we're some speculation out there that potentially raw can be cut down to two hours because that's going to be better for your algorithm. Like people, you know, dip out when the show's three hours. That's just too long. 
But if it's two hours, compact, just like SmackDown, like compact, and, and they always put the best on Raw uh, for the most part. Like, I think the algorithm is going to be beneficial. It's going to make them more money, more viewers. More viewers are going to stay and watch the full show. So there's speculation that Nick Khan and all those are going to talk to Netflix or Netflix is going to potentially demand WWE cut that cut raw to two hours instead of three. So we'll be interested in how that works, but that's in 2025. We'll see. Um, but yeah, really excited about that deal. Just wanted to shout that out first. All right, now let's really dig into Royal Rumble. What we got coming up next, our next PLA, PLE is actually this Saturday. This Saturday, folks, uh, we will be doing a review, a big review. I got my boys Pat and Laveris with me. We, we, we got a triple threat going on, talking about the Royal Rumble. Um, so it'll be a fun time. Um, but let's talk about the build, the build of this this PLE. I think honestly, I, I've been I've had mixed feelings about the build. Um, so I sort of like it when there's kind of a more of a clear direction as far as Royal Rumble. Like I kind of want to know. I don't. Okay, I, I sort of want to know more people who wants to be in the Royal Rumble. Like I like when a random guy goes, "Hey, I know I haven't got my shot. Like this hasn't been my year necessarily." But the Royal Rumble is coming up, and this is the this is the PLE of opportunity, and this is and I'm gonna enter the uh, Royal Rumble, and this is what I'm gonna do, and this is I'm gonna win it, and this is what I'm gonna do. I like that stuff. I love when people call their shot. So we haven't had as many people do that. We've had the big hitters do it: the CM Punk's, the Cody Rhodes, the the Gunther's, the you know what I mean, LA Knight, like all these people. Well, really, not even LA Knight. And then now that I think about it, damn, um, I think they're still gonna be in the match. I honestly don't know. Like I've never really thought about it. Like, is Randy, LA Knight, and AJ Styles gonna be in the I don't think so, right? Because they're already in the main event for the title. So that that's kind of odd now that I think about it. Um, but I like when people call their shot. And we've had less of that this year. But and some of that is like, dang, okay, well, that's kind of leaves it ambiguous. But the good thing is. You kind of that ambiguous, like mysterious nature kind of adds to the Royal Rumble, right? It kind of like this is unpredictable as ever this year, men and women's like women's. A lot of people are saying Bailey, a lot of people are saying Becky, a lot of people are saying Nia Jax. Some people like we, we literally have no clue. Some people think um, uh, Trinity is going to come back or uh, Naomi, for those who don't know her uh, WWE name. Um, we're going to have some new Japan people going to come in and make their debuts. And like, we don't, we have no clue. And same with the men's, like some people say it's going to be Cody so he can finish his story. Some people say it's going to be CM Punk so we can go against, uh, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Some people think it might be, I mean, highly, probably not going to happen as far as Gunther, but he could, I mean, honestly, he's probably the most biggest weapon in the entire thing. And then we got, you know, like there's some MJF is MJF going to show up, right? We don't know that. And that's what the mysterious nature of it kind of adds to it and gives it a kind of a nice element that we haven't had in years. Like last year's Royal Rumble, the most predictable Royal Rumble possibly of all time. It was literally, we knew Cody was going to make it back. They were trying to tease as if Cody wasn't, was still hurt, but we all knew what was happening. Cody came back, made his, he entered the Royal Rumble, like at a weird time, we all expected it. He wins it. We all expected it. It was cool. It was a cool match, but we all knew who the winner was going to be. This year, we have no clue. 
Like, if the final four of the match is Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Gunther, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know, like, Drew McIntyre or, you know, or Damian Priest or, you know what I mean, or or Finn. Like, who knows? Who really knows, bro? So, I'm very much interested this year in the Royal Rumble. Um, The build has been solid uh, as far as the mystery. I'm still a little... I still don't love the SmackDown side of it as far as like with the Bailey situation with damage control. Like I feel like they either need to speed it up or slow it down completely and don't throw, keep throwing out. She's going to get turned against when we're a week away. We're literally a show away from it and we haven't really gotten a turn from damage control at all, unless they turn on her at the Royal Rumble and eliminate her, you know what I mean? And, you know, turn their backs on her then. Okay. Then, okay. We might have something because then you can lead that into WrestleMania. I thought they would make the 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 turn for Bailey already leading in the Royal Rumble. That way, if she won it, it felt like a baby face overcoming something rather than, you know, because the baby Bailey's the favorite for a lot of people. Um, and based on the showing we had Monday night where she interrupts Rhea Ripley and Nia Jackson just gets dog walked by both of them. It's like, okay, that didn't help my confidence to think this is a legitimate Royal Rumble, you know, threat. I know she is because she's Bailey. But if you don't know Bailey from back in the day and you just know, you know, 2021 to 2024, Bailey, you're going to be like, ah, she's kind of washed. You know, that's what some young kids think because he hasn't seen her cook like that lately. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested in this build. Um, I will say in the last night in, in Raw this past week, uh, on Monday night, it was it was fun to see some guys talking about um, the Royal Rumble. So, as you as you may have seen, Seth Rollins is hurt. He hurt his knee. I think he tore his MCL, I believe. But tore his MCL. He's talking about how he's not going to relinquish the title. Um, he's gonna. He has time to get back before WrestleMania. He has what four, like four to six weeks or something like that. So he has some time. Um, so he's not relinquishing the title. Gunther comes out. Gunther tells him, like, hey, I respect you. You're a fighting champion. But I want you to know I'm going to go for the uh, – I'm going to enter the Royal Rumble. I'm going to win it, and then I'm coming for you. I don't even want Roman. I'm coming for you specifically. And I want you to know if we match up against each other at WrestleMania, I'm not going to take it easy on your knee. I'm going to target your knee. I'm going to target your back. You've had numer- numerous back issues that Shinsuke Nakamura highlighted. And yeah, like I'm 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 calling my shot here, uh, basically what Gunther was saying, and that was a really cool interaction. Then we had an amazing interaction between CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, which is a matchup for some reason in my brain I never really put together. I kind of separated them because I thought they would just kind of keep them separate because I thought Cody, you know, he has his beef with Roman. Okay, he's over there. Okay, Seth has his stuff with uh with CM Punk to keep him over there. Like, you know, um, but they brought them together and man, they was spitting like that. That promo was spitting because it was it was true. It was literally true. It was CM Punk was saying like, hey, man, Cody Rhodes, your dad's the American dream. You know, the the son of a plumber. Right. Normal guy who just who fought and made himself big time. He's like, well, you're you're Dusty Rhodes' son. Right. You didn't have it truly tough. Right. You weren't the normal guy. I'm the normal guy. My dad was an electrician. 
He was like, I'm basically more American dream than you are, which is a, a low blow, honestly, because you're talking about the man's dad. But then Cody comes back and says, hey, let's talk about the pipe bomb, the pipe bomb where you taught, you know, in 20, what was that, 2011, whenever that was, whenever he did the pipe bomb. Basically, Cody's calling out CM Punk for saying, like, you know, during that time, you were talking about how uh, nobody was nobody was courageous anymore. Um, the, the company, uh, you know, sold his soul and stopped caring about wrestling and cared only about money and, high, you know, putting toys together, you know, things of that nature. Um, and he left and he didn't pass the baton to anyone. He just dropped it is what he said. And Cody was basically saying, everything you said in that pipe bomb is what I did. Cody left the WWE, a place he was going to be employed there till the day he died, just off his name alone. And he was good. He had some good moments, but he didn't feel he didn't like rest on his loyals. What did he do? He left. He went to all the independents, New Japan, all these other places, made a huge name for himself uh, and became the American nightmare. And then came, went over to start a new company, a legitimate, you know, threat to the WWE as far as like at least being a competent wrestling organization. He created that. He's part of creating that. And then he left there, took another chance, leaving there to come to the WWE where, you know, who knows how he would have landed. But he became the American Nightmare, potentially the biggest baby face in the company. Also now the cover, the uh, one of the people on the cover of WWE 2K24, as well as Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Like, the dude hit it out the park. Every chance he takes, he hits it out the park. And he's basically saying to CM Punk, I'm more CM Punk than you, right? Like, I'm more straight edge. I'm more of a chance taker, more courageous than you are. And so they had a really good back and forth. It was just, it was a matchup that I didn't put in my head, but seeing them together, take my money, right? Like, if if that was the match of Mania, title or non-title involved, I would love it. Obviously, it wouldn't make sense if the title wasn't involved. That's kind of the point of them being in the Royal Rumble and their story, finishing a story and reason CM Punk came back, the best in the world, all that. But even if if it did make sense, them not having a title match, I would still love that because those two on a microphone and in the ring would be amazing. But that was a really cool moment from Raw. So, um, yeah, we'll really we're going to it's going to be a really interesting Royal Rumble. The men's is, is stacked. Got a bunch of different people. Going to be, a, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of surprises, a ton of comebacks. I think the women's is going to be really interesting because, okay, so last year what I noticed was the men's Royal Rumble was more about like returns or like high spot. Like the men's match was a lot of big dudes: uh, Brock, Sheamus, Gunther, Drew. Um, you know, a lot of big guys. It was all about the big guys, right? But it wasn't a ton of a story there. Like there wasn't a, there wasn't a bunch of storyline. It wasn't a storyline driven Royal Rumble. It was more about getting a lot of highlights and things of that nature, and getting a lot of like square offs that you know potentially down the road booking, but not really. Whereas the women's Royal Rumble was story driven. It was damage control, really going after people. Becky going after damage, damage control. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan going against each other because they used to be a tag team. Now she uh, and Rhea turned on her. Or Asuka coming back and coming after people. Um, it, was, it was really story driven for the women's Royal Rumble. I'm hoping both are story driven. 
Um, I'm hoping both are, you know, give us some returns. You always want some returns. You always want some shocking moments, some really cool spots, obviously. Like, that's a shoe-in with the Royal Rumble. That's what you want. But I want it to be somewhat story-driven to where eliminations matter, and it's not just, oh, he's eliminated. All right, now on to the next. Like, I want eliminations to matter. So I'm hoping it's story-driven for both, and uh, I think we'll I think we'll get a good Royal Rumble from both sides. As far as the, the actual matches, we have the United States title. Logan Paul is defending his title against Kevin Owens. Uh, should be a good match. I, I think this will probably be the shortest match on the card. Um, you know, just out of just – it's the U.S. title. Kevin Owens is hurt. I think it's a really good spot for Logan Paul, and Kevin's going to lead him all the way and make him look really good. Um, but I think Logan Paul is going to defend his belt. Um, I think he's going to win it. I don't think they're going to give it to KO now. I think they're going to let Logan at least hold it to WrestleMania. And then then he can maybe lose it to somebody. But I, I can definitely see him holding that thing to WrestleMania to get those extra eyes on it. Um, oh, I, I didn't even predict make my final predictions for the, for the men's Royal Rumble. My final prediction of the winner is going to be... Uh, I'm going to say... Hmm. You know what? Okay. I believe CM Punk is going to win the men's Royal Rumble. I think CM Punk wins. I think he calls his shot towards Seth. I think Cody is in the in the in the uh final four. Obviously, he doesn't win it because CM Punk wins it, but I think CM Punk, I mean, I think Cody then entered then is in a big match, elimination chamber match for the number one contender spot to face Roman at WrestleMania. It's going to be him, Randy, L.A. Knight, uh, you know, AJ Styles. Uh, you know, throw anybody else in there that's big on, on SmackDown. I think they're going to enter that. They're going to have that match for Elimination Chamber. Um, Now, yeah, so basically my winner is CM Punk. For the women's side, I think they're going to do – I'm going to predict. I know a lot of people are going Bailey. I'm going to go with Becky. I think Becky Lynch wins it. I think Becky wins it and calls out Rhea. And her and Rhea at WrestleMania. I think that's the match to make. Uh, unless there's like, unless Charlotte can come back, unless Sasha Banks, which it doesn't look like Sasha's coming to WWE. Um, unless that's the matchup, I want to see Becky versus Rhea. And I want to see Rhea put another classic out there, like, like, you did, like she did last year with Charlotte. Um, and then I think someone else will challenge EO for the title at WrestleMania. Um, potentially Bailey, right? Uh, we'll see. Um, as she gets turned on by damage control and then she challenges EO for the title at WrestleMania. I could definitely see that. Um, okay. And then our final match, which we, which sounds like it's going to be the main event of the evening. Sounds like the, the Royal Rumbles aren't going to be the main event. Obviously, they're going to start with the Royal Rumble. That's going to be one of the first matches of the night. But um, our our main event is going to be Randy Orton versus LA Knight versus AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns. Obviously, Roman is winning this match. <laughs> like, it is, I mean, that's as easy as it gets. I can write that down with a pen. It's very easy. No eraser, right? Um, but I do think it's going to be a fun match. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good for Randy. It's going to be good for LA Knight. AJ, 
AJ's just there. Like, let's just be honest. AJ has no – AJ's going to be the third-place person here, right? No one cares to see an AJ title reign. Uh, they want to see a if if Roman was to lose and you were supposed to, if you were asking people all right who would you vote so who would you like to see the champ out of these three Roman or out of Randy L A Knight or AJ Styles AJ is getting the last the least amount of votes so he's just kind of just there filling in that four spot but the other guys it should, should make it a really good match and AJ can go right we all know AJ can wrestle so he's gonna add some some nice touch to it as far as the match goes but. Roman's going to win his title, take it to WrestleMania, and I think he's going to go up against Cody Rhodes again uh, for a back-to-back so he can finish his story. Um, I'm trying to think if I left anything out. Um, I think that's kind of the key stuff. Uh, Again, Royal Rumble is this Saturday. Should be a really fun one. Again, we'll have a review up uh, as fast as we can, and, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. All right, now to finish out. This is an interesting top five for me. I was thinking about it. It kind of hit me. I was like, all right, top five artists I would want if I was a pro wrestler. These are top five artists I would want to make my theme song, right? There's so many bad theme songs right now, right? Uh, CFO was amazing. Jim Johnston, obviously a legend. Uh, Dev Rebel, Def Rebel is the person they use now. Um, and they collaborate with others, but the but if if Triple H is like, hey man, you're you're big time. You're making a, you're making your debut next week. I need you to send in your theme song, whatever it is. We'll, we'll be good with it. Just get with the artists and create something, and then send it to us. I'd be like, bet. All right, these are my top five people I would want to work with to have to create my theme song. Now, I want to say this before I want to give context. I am not at. I grew up on the Attitude Era. Right. I grew up on an era where rap music and wrestling kind of worked, but his theme musics didn't really work. The best theme music I ever heard where rapping was involved was um, NWO Wolfpack. This is for the gangsters. You know what I mean? It had a very like death row vibe to it. It was cool. Um, it was really cool. So that's a Kevin Nash walking out there with the red and black and Sting and all them. It was dope. But outside of that, there isn't a ton of of rap wrestling songs that sound great. There's a few. I don't want to get, don't get twisted. There's a few. Um, especially like when they get over, it hits a little different, and you're like, ooh, okay. Um, like like John Cena's right now. I kind of like John Cena's song during his run in his prime. I couldn't stand it. Right. Um, to me, I believe if I was a wrestler, I'm definitely leaning more towards rock and roll. That's just to me, rock and roll is built for wrestling, right? Especially if you got a good song, ooh, and you got the crowd like singing along with you and really feeling it, it's different. It's different. Um, all right, so number five, let's get to it. Number five for me, who I would have, if I'm a pro wrestler, who I would have make the song for me is Vince Staples. Vince Staples, number five. Vince Staples, the reason I picked Vince Staples, some people were like, well, that's random. Well, if you know Vince Staples, Vince Staples is the king of soundtracks. He's the he's like the Billie Eilish of rappers, right? He, the dude has so many songs that are on soundtracks. And he literally has said, I make songs so they end up on movies. So then I get paid every time that movie's played, right? Um, 
he gets paid every time. So he makes songs that are very like big and like almost, I mean, stadium songs, right? And that's kind of what I want. I'm thinking of walking out of WrestleMania, they're walking down that long ramp with my arms spread open, smiling at the crowd and hearing my music playing in the background, getting hyped. And so I think Vince Staples can really put something that's like, like Vince Staples usually either like really fast paced and kind of even like house music. And I love house music. So I think that would really hit. And uh, yeah, Vince, Vince is one of the best ones out there. Number four for me. Now, any black person, you can ask any black person. Uh, I would say between the age of, of 25 to about 40, 20, well, 25 to 38. If you mention Paramore, I promise you they are a fan. I promise you. We just we love Paramore loves I mean black people love Paramore. There's literally a podcast called Black People Love Paramore. That's just the way it is. Haley Williams, we've always messed with Haley Williams. She's from Mississippi. She's from that area. She a real one, right? Um, I, I think her best friend was like Rodney Hood. He went on to play in the league. Um, like she's a real one, right? She has gospel influences, she's soul, she has all that. Um, and one thing about black folks, we love, if you can sing, we rock with you. I don't care what you, you could be blue, purple, green. We don't care if you can sing, we rock with you. So I think Paramore would be great because like, uh, for those who don't know, Johnny Gargano was one of the first wrestlers I had seen to have a really cool, like rock song, but a woman as the lead singer, right? That usually doesn't happen for a male wrestler. And his was, uh, Rebel Hearts is the song. His version, the version he has now is garbage. It's a male singer on it. It's garbage. It's not good at all. But the female version, bro, that thing slaps. Especially, like, go look at it. Go look at his intros and, like, you know, Black and Gold NXT. Bro, that crowd was going nuts for that song. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking Paramore can do that level of a song, but even better. Right? It's Paramore. So I get Haley Williams out there. Bro, think about me walking out. And getting ready for my match at WrestleMania, I got the belt on, and I, and then Haley Paramore is uh, uh, performing live with me as I walk out. Haley Williams on the on the ramp going crazy, bro! Fire, bro! Fire! Okay, Paramore, absolute. They 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 could literally give me anything, and I'd be like, all right, bet I'm good with that. Um, number three for me, this is this is a random one. I ain't gonna lie to you. This one is more just a. You know, when I'm lifting weights and, and this guy comes on, I hit a little different, right? I can knock out about three, four more reps. It's Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi, if you put on some Playboy Cardi, everybody getting hyped. Um, it's sort of like a, not a Jay Uso situation, but sort of like a situation where everybody getting crowned, getting hyped. Sort of like when um, Bad Bunny came out at uh, at Backlash last year. Um, when he had, everybody was singing his song. And uh, that beat, that 808 was hidden. I, that's what I want with Playboy Cardi. I, I Like, Cardi, we don't care about your words. No one cares, right? We're not there for the words. We're there for the ad-libs and that 808, right? Um, so that's what I would talk to him. If he was like, all right, man, I can do it, but, like, I need some inspiration. I'm like, hey, forget all the inspiration. Forget all the funny stuff. I just need you to make a song with a uh, – the beat is tough. I need that 808 hip, hidden. And I need you to hit me with some some dope ad libs. After that, I don't care what you say, right? Um, I think Playboy Cardi could make a nasty wrestling song. I think it could be really, really good. Um, number two for me, this is also a different one. 
But if you if you've heard this guy, you know you know why I picked him. So number two for me, the baby, the baby man. He just nobody like rides the beat. Pause of like as a rapper like he does, man. Like in all his raps, I don't know who his producer is, but though the beats sound the same, people be like, man, all the beats sound the same. I don't care. Like the beats be hitting. And the way he raps on it is fire. Um, the baby, I think, could really and the baby's like really good. Like, I love a shit talker as a rapper. Like a lot of rappers are like, they try to shit talk, but they really can't. Where he kind of he will like shit talk you. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, for real. Like he'll talk about you, you, you your mama. Like he'll really talk shit. And like that's what I want. You know what I mean? In my in a my rap song. If it's a, it's about me and for me, that's what I want. And the baby can really do that. He can talk about messing with your girl, taking your girl, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, the baby again, the beat would hit. You would actually have lyrics that would could you know combine with that beat and really good. And just the way he, you know, I mean, his cadence, all that stuff would make it tough, really tough. Right, like all the black people in the crowd would be like, mm, "This is this is hitting," right? Like I, I went over, I went over the black folks with with the baby. I think everybody, but. Especially the black crowd. Um, all right, number one. This is gonna catch people off guard, but again, I, I preface this as I like rock music as my as my go-to. Now, so Stone Cold Steve Austin, for example. Stone Cold, I didn't like his basic like I didn't like that. That was too basic. That was like, eh, it's cool. The glass break was like after the glass breaks, it's kind of like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, uh, you know. But when he got that, uh, stand up and then that you will stand up and then like when he got that, I think that was after he turned heel or it was something like that. I remember he got hit with the car by Rikishi and then he, I think he started playing that song. But basically, it's the it's a song but with lyrics and he puts an eight oh eight on it. Bruh, that thing hits. Every time he had a WrestleMania match after that, he played that song because he knew that thing hit different. It just hit a totally different uh, level, right? Made the crowd, like the crowd was going, you know, pop e either way. But if you get a crowd to pop and then still enjoy your actual song and your actual entrance, all right, now you're doing something, right? Kind of like with The Rock. Like we pop for The Rock, but then you listen to that song, you're like, damn, this is hitting, you know? Um, same thing, Triple H. Triple H, I love Triple H. Time to play the game. Like the classic Triple H song. Because it's rock. It it just rock just hits different in the stadium. I can't explain it. It just does. And so to me, the number one artist I would collaborate with for my wrestling song is Tool. Now, some people might not know Tool. Some people might not be tapped in. But I just want you to YouTube Tool uh I think it's called, uh, the song is called Numa. Numa. You can type in uh, Tool, Numa, or their drummer, like their drummer's name is Danny Carey. Danny Carey. He's one of the most famous drummers ever. Uh, but he plays for, he's a drummer of Tool. And he has this like viral video of him playing Numa, the song Numa, and a camera on him. And the way he plays it is amazing. But essentially, that song is a wrestling intro song, like one-on-one. -on -one. Like, it's it's as good as it gets as far as wrestling intros. And so that type of song I would want for my song coming out 
at WrestleMania and I got my gear on, I got my belt on, I'm a heel, right? I probably naturally be a heel. Uh, I would be a heel and like the crowd would love to hate me, but you got to rock with the song. The song just hits at a different level. So again, number one tool is the band I would want to, or the artist I would want to work with um, for my theme music, right? Specifically a song kind of, it ain't got to be Numa, but kind of in that vein, kind of same basic structure of that song. That's what I want mine to be. And that's, again, I want to talk to you about this. Black wrestlers out there, please, you do not have to have a rap song as your as your interest music. It's cool, right? What Swerve got? Like, that's fire. I ain't gonna lie. But not every Carmelo Hayes doesn't have to have a rap song, right? Trick Williams, hey, we all know Trick, Trick Williams' song is. Whoop that trick, that's fire. But I'm saying not every black wrestler has to automatically go to the, the rap lane. Bro, you know how many black wrestlers love Batista's song? We love Triple H's song, or we love, you know, I mean, Randy Orton's and all these other. Like, why do we have to? Why? Why do we get to love it but not experience it? Right? You know how many black rock bands there are out there that just don't get enough love? Like, shit. Uh, CM Punk's famous. Um, shit. Now I'm forgetting the name of it, but his famous intro is a black band. That is a black person singing that song. <laughs> To see cult of, cult of personality, like that's a black man, right? He gave a black man a chance. I appreciate that, right? Why can't black wrestlers do that? Why can't we have a black uh, black uh, theme music, right? That's a that's a a question for all the black wrestling fans and all the black wrestlers out there. Why can't you have a rock song? We know the rock hits hits a different level, right? It just does. Like like when you think of classic classic wrestling songs you never think of oh remember that rap song that was bro that was fire like our truth songs is maybe the best rap song. <laughs> like you know what i'm saying so again i want to put it put that bug in people's minds like black wrestlers should be able to have a black theme song and it hit the, just the same we don't not have to be tied to rap music all the time i love rap music love hip-hop but we don't have to you know what i mean we don't have to Mark Henry, it was just fire. Hit him with, like that was fire. But we don't have to go that route. That's like that's like saying every Mexican wrestler has to come out to uh, Selena or some shit. Like that's not you know what I mean. That's messed up. You know what I mean? They should be able to come out whatever the hell they want to. Um, so again, I go on my little rant, but those are my top five artists I would want to make my theme songs. Again, number five, Vince Staples. Number four, Paramore. You know what it is, Haley Williams. I'll let me call me. Um, Number three, Playboy Cardi. Number two, The Baby. And number one, Tool. So, again, check those artists out. Let me know. I'll hit me up. Let me know what songs you would want your theme music to be made by, right? And maybe even send me a, 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 a artist or a song and be like, yo, I kind of want something like this. I, and I'll listen to it. I'll definitely listen to it. Check it out. I'll tell you what I think. But, uh, again, I appreciate you tuning in every week. I'm really excited for the Royal Rumble. Hopefully you tune in. Uh, and definitely tune into our review episode. Should be a good one. But until the next time, we out. Yeah.